From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The Department of Psychiatry at Upstate hosts the annual Dr. Naomi Chernoff Creativity Conference, and this year the theme is Aging and Desire. With me in the studio to talk about this subject is Dr. David Keith, Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry. Welcome, Dr. Keith. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Can I first ask you who Naomi Chernoff is? Yes, uh, Naomi Chernoff was uh, on our. She was a resident when I came here in 1988, and then she left for some years, returned, joined the faculty, and was uh, in charge of the inpatient adult inpatient psychiatry unit. Before going into medicine, she was an artist and an art restorer, and. Uh, she was just one of these spectacular people who was always creating something, either by, you know, the Japanese paper folding thing, a little statue that she would give you, or drawing, or writing your name in a fascinating way. Inpatient psychiatry is hard work these days because there's so much outside intrusion uh, by regulators. She... Uh, the, the residents liked working up there because she would give everybody an alter ego name. And uh, uh, she called herself dot com uh, psychiatrist. And uh, so there was a playful element there which infected everyone. She developed cancer and died uh, in 2008. The family and our department together created a fund, uh, the Naomi Chernoff uh, Fund for Resident Education and Creativity. And that's, so we named this conference after her. So it's been going on for uh, almost a decade, really. Well, actually, this is the 11th. We okay. started in 2007. Uh, we had one in uh, March 2008. We named it Naomi Chernoff in 2009. So I gotcha. All right, well, let's let our listeners know when and where this year's event takes place in case they're interested in attending. Um, I know it's it's held Friday, May 11th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Archbold Theater. Yeah, at the Syracuse Stage. And, Syracuse Stage, uh, Archbold Theater. We use the main theater. Uh, there will be a play. The magic show is going on, but they let us. So we always do this in front of their set. It's a, it's a wonderful place to do a conference. All right, and if anyone's interested, the phone number is 315-464-3104, and the price is $50. Yes, day, so. yes. And we've set this up for professionals, for practitioners, but we invite the general public, and so the audience is perhaps uh, 60% professional, 30% uh, general public. Well, this year's topic, um, aging and desire, that, that sounds like it might appeal to a, a, the general public. I hope so, yeah. I, I mean, my weakness is advertising, but I, yes, it's an attractive idea. And, well, uh, it may sound, just from the subject, it sounds like it's going to be focused on sex and, and the erotic, but it, it's got a broader <laughs> definition than that, right? Yes, I guess that's the uh, <laughs> that's the advertiser in me. I... Uh, I, I, desire is an ambiguous, energetic word, and yes, it points toward eroticism or sex, but it has to do with uh, reaching out, going ahead. It's a kind of a spiritual idea. Desire produces disruption, and uh, that is, if we desire something, it, it, it disrupts who we are. It disorganizes us somewhat. And in my view, that um, the spirit 
if it loses desire, begins to age. And in, I mean, that is to pare itself down, to become less than it was. Whereas a, a lively spirit uh, lends itself to aliveness. So it's more, it's, it's something within you, that a yearning sort of, or an aliveness. Yearning is a perfect synonym for desire, probably a, probably a better, uh, maybe a better word for what we're doing. Uh, from my years of working as a psychiatrist with families, I believe that everybody has a yearning in them, regardless of their social class. Uh, uh, they yearn for something better and ideal. That's a form of desire. Does it uh, have anything to do with age? What? The, the yearning? I mean, do, do children oh. and teens oh. and adolescents? Well, and... I suppose we're more aware of it when we're kids. I mean, it's, children are all about yearning and desire and trying to be more than. And uh, uh, as we get older and take on responsibility, desire and yearning may be kind of hammered down by responsibility. But... Um, then it shows up again. I, or, yeah, I mean, yes, it's, it's parallel with being alive. And, uh, so the subject, aging and desire, um, when does aging begin? Uh, that's, uh, the answer is ambiguous. I, probably uh, between 25 and 30, especially for women, uh, because if you think about it, that's when the cosmetic companies start advertising products that'll stop your face from wrinkling and you know now at my age I meet a 30 year old woman she's just absolutely gorgeous I mean it, it, there's there's youth it's natural uh, but it becomes a I think aging becomes a concern early on partly that has uh, there's a sort of prejudice against the old people avoid the old as though they have some kind of defect that might be contagious I think, I remember when I was in my 40s thinking, I'm going to have a hard time when I get old because I don't like old people. And I think that was based on the fact that I had an aunt who we used to have to visit, and she was always unhappy. She, she was unkempt, didn't take care of her hair, and, and uh, it was just unpleasant to be around her. Thus, I always had a sort of reaction to older people. Now I am one, and I find them to be particularly beautiful and um, uh, non-competitive, you could say, uh, experienced, and, and it's, it's a very pleasing time of life. Well, you mentioned something about a, sort of a bias against the people who are older, ageism, right? Yes. Is that likely to be discussed at this conference? Oh, you absolutely. Think that'll come up? Yeah, that's, that's a, a major idea. The, pro, the program is set up for practitioners uh, of all, I mean, family medicine, pediatric, well, pediatrics won't show up for this one, but uh, mental health uh, therapists and such. But we, our audience is probably 60% professionals and, uh, for, what did I say, 60? 40% uh, uh, people from the general public because these topics tend to be of general interest. But one thing that will be talked about in a panel of professionals is dealing with older people and avoiding ageism, which is a problem in our culture is to look upon age as a disability, a disorder. Uh, but you brought up some things. Uh, it seems like it's a, a bit of a paradox because there's some things that, as you get older, you can't do, but there's some new stuff 
That's it, right. Right? Yes. And and I, I was asked what I think about old age. I said, the only thing I don't like about it is I had to wait so long for it. And, and what I mean by that is... Um, Oh, there's a sort of ease. Uh, the middle of the life is kind of uh, like, especially in professional practice, is it was hard work, time-consuming, energy-consuming. Uh, it's like breaking stones and stacking stones. It's hard work. Now uh, there's more time for enjoyment. Um, uh, and as I say, I'm, I'm surprised at how much I enjoy my age mates. Uh, friends that I've made in recent years. I will say uh, one th another thing I don't like about old age is the proximity of death. And uh, while my health is okay, you know, a friend who's healthy all of a sudden isn't. Uh, he learns that he has a something uh, that uh, it may or may not be treatable. But so the shadow of death is is always around. Well, I definitely want to ask you some more about that. Let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. David Keith, Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry, on the subject of aging and desire. Um, it's a conference that the Department of Psychiatry hosts every year on uh, creativity. And this year, you've got a couple of artists who are part of this conference. I wanted you to talk about them um, there's someone that does a Japanese tea service, yes. and that's an art. Yes, the uh, yeah the the conference each year our idea is to have two clinicians and two artists, and and this year the artists are what more about artistry than creating a product. Uh, Dr. Jacobs uh, is doing something with the Japanese tea ceremony, I confess, I don't know much about it, except part of the tradition has to do with broken pots and putting them back together with gold so that the broken pot now repaired is has a different beauty than it did in its original state. So it's a performance of sorts too. It's not just serving tea. It's a well, yes. Well, it's yeah. It's 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 like uh, Zen. It's a meditative uh, something. It's uh, Zen in the art of archery, where the you learn how to hit the bullseye, but you take a long. It's a meditative process that you go through to learn it. And then you have a dancer. Yes, uh, a dancer who is also a. A philosopher of dance. Um, I'm reading one of her books called Nietzsche's Dancers. So it's it connects philosophy with the art of dance. She's a she has performed as a dancer, um, and and writes about it. So she yes yeah, she's going to talk about dancing. She happens to have a, P, a Ph.D. in theology from Harvard. So there's this. Uh, it's like she's a wonderful wonderful soul in, in terms of what she works on, what she thinks about. But see, this is the idea of the Creativity Conference is not to turn people into artists, except in the sense that artists uh, work out of chaos and desire in order to produce a better product. And I suppose the, the work that we're thinking about is how to help physicians be more creative in their approach to patients because uh, business like medical care 
diminishes people, both the practitioner and the patients. There's a, something about developing a relationship that is important in all specialties. And uh, Well, you practice psychiatry for 44 years yes. yourself. Um, what have you seen in terms of the relation between art and science in psychiatry? Um, one of the, psychiatry has more freedom to pay attention to it, but it doesn't much um, anymore. It's, uh, practitioners are pressured in, in this day and age. And, uh, but I guess part of my thing throughout my career has been trying to keep people focused on how to be more creative in their problem solving, how to understand the role of creativity. I, I mentioned Naomi at the beginning of the interview, and she she gave everybody an alter ego. Mm -hmm. That's playful, and and play interferes with purpose. But when there's less external purpose, uh, more personal responsibility arrives. Uh, however, in our this era uh, of bureaucratic over control, there's a fear of allowing people to be responsible. Naturally, we're all fools and we're all going to get it wrong unless we're properly regulated. It's completely upside down. Regulation takes away spirit, um, interferes with responsibility. So. Well, before we run out of time, I did want to ask you one more. You, you had mentioned... I'm sounding like a preacher here this morning, but... Uh, you had mentioned the um, proximity of death as, as you age, the proximity of death. Um, how does one live a full life with desire when you're so close to, or when you're closer or to, the finish line? Uh, well, Plato said, in order to stay alive, practice dying. And uh, is it Muriel Sparks, who was a novelist, who she said that she, every night, wrote a paragraph about her dying. Uh, it's, it's somehow, uh, it has to do with... W being aware of limitations, uh, uh, deepening one's sense of what life means. Um, so when Plato says, in order to stay alive, practice dying, is that meant to make people more appreciative of the time they have left? or I, I suppose so. I, I, uh, but yes, and I, I, as I was developing this conference, I, I didn't want to make it all about positive and, and turning our back on the realities of what aging involves loss of physical capacity at uh, uh, loss of a future depression yeah. along with that right that's right so. yes and yeah a loss of purpose I was having a conversation earlier today somebody was talking about talking about retirement the mortality rate in the first 10 years of retirement uncorrected for age is about 30 percent. Hmm. That people, uh, this would include military retirees at, who retire at age 40. Some of it has to do with alcohol abuse. Some of it has to do with depression and suicide. Some of it has to do with loss of purpose. So that what we're working on here is how to help professionals acknowledge those issues, but yet to add uh, a sense of desire, of possibility, of of yearning. Thank you so much for being okay. here. My guest has been Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry, Dr. David Keith. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.